Hello, and welcome to the Dynasty on the Lake podcast. Today is Tuesday, October 10th, and we are five weeks in the NFL season. Joined by Ryan and Joe today, and we are going to go over uh, a number of injuries um, that we had this past week in the league, some of the impact, fantasy impact from those injuries and the downstream effects we might see there. Uh, and then we have our, re- our week five recap for our Dynasty on the Lake League. Uh, we do have a, a dynasty trade to also talk about. Uh, I know this one, this will be uh, a good topic for us today, a bigger trade that happened in our dynasty on the lake league this past week. Uh, and then we'll round it out with some rookie discussion here. And uh, yeah, that'll be our show today. So let's let's get right into it, guys. Uh, let's start with uh, the biggest injury of the week uh, in the fantasy landscape. Brian, I know this one hurts you a little bit. Uh, Anthony Richardson, grade three AC joint sprain in his shoulder, uh, likely to miss four weeks at least. Could be a couple longer as Indy has a week 11 bye. They might just hold him out to week 12. Uh, not great. Uh, you know, that's his second injury causing him to miss time already this year. Uh, what are your thoughts right now on, on uh, your boy Tony? Uh, very uh, up and down. Uh, very stressed owning him. I think I uh talk to you and probably some other owners in our league about how he's ready to sell on him already because he looks fantastic for you know the first two or you know quarters and there's been two games where he hasn't even made it to the half you know he missed another game week one he even had an injury where he was held out towards the end of the game so like very frustrating very frustrating because when you watch him he looks really really good um and he has some really great throws i mean he was nine of twelve you know, for hundred yards, uh, up to that point, uh, he just he looks really good, uh, but it's very frustrating, uh, when you're not out there. Um, somebody I heard one of the talking heads today say the best ability is availability, so you know he can have all the ability in the world, but you know if the guys, if he can only give me two quarters of football, you know it, that hurts. So, uh, that hurt me this week. A little bit, you know, I don't know that it would have made much of a difference, but, you know, with all the injuries, it adds up and uh, I'm torn with him at this point. I'm, I'm not out. You see the talents there, but man, he's got to take better care of himself. Yeah, I mean, you obviously don't like to see that, you know, happen, you know, another injury already, you know, affecting him like this. But uh, yeah, it does look like he needs to learn when to take the hits and how to take the hits a little better, maybe slide a little bit, get out of bounds, whatever the case might be. But um, that's the thing yeah. he doesn't slide. He like sometimes he's like he's like taking these guys head on. Mm-hmm. Like, I know he's a big guy, but like there's no slide attempts that I've seen very much. Yeah, yeah, you, you have to play smarter. I mean, if you're gonna be a franchise quarterback, you have to play a little smarter. I mean, I know, I mean. Like Josh Allen's another guy who you, never, you really hardly ever see slide. He takes his hits head on too. I mean, he's been lucky, I guess, for the most part, but to avoid the, these sort of injuries. But um, yeah, you have to play a little bit smarter um, just to avoid these sort of hits. And you know, I think he'll learn from it. He's you know a rookie and probably just you know trying to do a little too much there. But um, yeah, I mean, it's going to be Gardner Minshew season for the next few weeks. Um, you know, I know in our in our home league here, Ryan, you do have uh, Anthony Richardson handcuffed with Minshew, so at least you're not losing quarterback completely. I mean, granted, 
the downgrade from Richardson to Minshew is pretty big, I think. But pretty exponential, I think, even yeah. with this good as a backup. Oh, been, it's exponential and, now. I remember a few weeks ago you were hyping up Minshew. Well, I mean, we've seen what Tony can do. I mean, yeah. at this point, it's changed. Obviously, he's great for two quarters. He's fantastic. He can score as many points as, you know, Daniel Jones is going to score all year in two quarters. But, you know, uh, doesn't help me when, you know, you're not you're missing games. So, God, I love this guy. This guy's still wheeling and dealing with me. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll bring it up when we talk trades. Okay. Uh, next injury, this one hurt me pretty badly. Uh, Justin Jefferson uh, has a hamstring injury, and he's being placed on IR and going to miss at least the next four games as well. Uh, yeah, my, my team is, is struggling right now in our dynasty in the lake league, so losing Jefferson is obviously only going to hurt it more. So uh, I'll be reevaluating my team very closely here in the next couple of weeks on you know where I, I want to go my team whether contender you know sell off a couple pieces here for next year but uh yeah not good for jefferson um good news uh for anybody with jordan addison um you know he's gonna be playing he's gonna be out there basically 100 of the time now with him and kj osborne um you know i don't i mean that i think brandon powell was who their third receiver was after uh jefferson left the game last week so uh, a lot of target consolidation probably for, you know, Addison and Osborne, and of course, TJ Hawkinson, um, fantasy-wise, at least the next few weeks here. Um, but, yeah, not great. I think this might be Jefferson's, like, first real, you know, injury where he's missed time, too. I think he might have missed, like, one or two games maybe in his career so far, but I don't recall anything more than that for him in the past. But, uh, yeah, you guys have any thoughts? Um, the Jefferson situation. Just that I hate hamstring injuries. I mean, yeah, you never know. How, I mean, I didn't even know he was going on IR until today. I heard hamstring, you know, when it happened, or you know, and I didn't. I figured a week or two, or but you just never know the timeline on those. So I don't love that. But if they're saying IR, you know, that's it's never good. So, Not and I, and I think you're hoping too, even after the IR stint, that you know it won't even it, it's done then too. It's not going to linger the rest of the season. So hopefully, when the IR's time is up, you know he's back to back to normal and ready to roll. Yeah, I, I think another thing of concern here though, the Vikings are one and four. There's talk of maybe they trade Kirk Cousins away, and you know he's a free agent at the end of the year, Cousins. So maybe they will trade him away to a team like the Jets or or something like that. And, you know, just focus on next year. I mean, at that point, you even bring Jefferson back, you know, if it's, you know, week 11, week 10, week 11, you traded Cousins away, you only have one win. I mean, I don't know. It's, uh, yeah, it, it can go a lot of different ways for the Vikings. Uh, so nothing, nothing's really guaranteed, you know, and, and if he does come back, is he fully healthy? Is he really fully healthy? Is he playing at 80%? You know, risk for re-injury, a lot of things can happen there. Um, let's go to another guy who is being placed on IR, James Conner. He has a knee injury, uh, and he's being placed on IR as well. He's going to miss the next four games. 
I'd say he was playing, you know, better than people probably thought he would, especially for what we thought this Cardinals team was coming into this year. Um, not much depth behind James Conner on the Cardinals. Amari Di Mercado, it looks like he's going to be the guy. Um, oh, good. For at least the next few weeks, and uh, he's been playing the backup to him. But Keontae Ingram also has missed the last couple games with injuries, so if he's back, he'll mix into the fold to some degree. But uh, Di Mercado, probably the guy to target at least. You know, might be on waivers in some of your leagues. Um, I know he is in a couple of my dynasty leagues, but most leagues, I think he was owned. But uh, he's out there, definitely a guy to target, especially in dynasty. Any thoughts from you guys on the Cardinals running backs? Nope. <laughs> no. <laughs> Just avoiding them, basically. A little bit. Uh, I mean, I, I have a bit on Merc, uh, Di Mercado in our other league. Yeah. Uh, where I have James Conner. But yeah. yeah, we were talking about that. I, I also have a bit on Di Mercado there. So we'll see. I bid $98. So if you want to bid 99 I mean, I feel like you're bluffing. You're trying to get me to blow my whole fab at this point, but I don't even know if I have that much left, to be honest. So. I have all mine left, so I'll see you there, Ryan. See you at the window. $99, he's yours. <laughs> I will okay. see you at the window. All right, uh, another injury on Thursday night this past week, Leo Herbert. Uh, he was looking good again for the second week in a row, having a really good game, but then he hurt his ankle. I don't know if you guys were watching that game last Thursday. It was it was like a dump off pass that Fields just under through, and like Herbert had to like turn back in for it and come back to it a little bit, and just his foot got stuck in the ground. It looked like rolled his ankle. It was ends up being a high ankle sprain. He's likely to miss some time. Uh, I haven't seen anything about IR yet for him, but that's probably you know an option or a possibility there. Uh, Roshan Johnson also had a concussion in this game too, but you know being that they had a longer you know, break playing on Thursday night. He might be able to be back this coming week, but, uh, you know, Roshan might get his uh, time to shine here. If he is back this week, uh, of course, Deontay Foreman's been inactive, but I'm sure he'll fold into the mix here as well. But, uh, you know, if you're a Roshan truther out there, you're going to get a chance to, to see if he can carry the load here, I think. I think he's the better back. I don't know. I I I I know I've mentioned I like Herbert. You guys know that, but he's Herbert's look really good. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, if Roshan comes in and looks just as good, though, it's going to be tough for Herbert to get back the workload he had for sure. We shall see. Uh Devon A Chain, another running back injury this week. I God, I called him A Chain again. Devon A Chain. Uh he hurt his knee and is likely to miss multiple weeks as well. Uh, you know, that, that really sucks. I mean, he's come on the scene really hard these last three weeks. Been an RB1 each of the past three weeks. And, you know, over, I think over 100 yards again this past week. So, uh, you know, that's, you know, very deflating after the, the start he's had of this year or really the last three weeks. But, um, you know, Raheem Mostert will go back to carrying the load. I think Jeff Wilson is close to being activated off IR as well. Um, but, you know, it might be like the first couple of weeks of the year again where most group was, you know, a must-start top 15 RBF option, you know, until they chance back. 
Uh, and lastly here, Ryan's favorite player, Daniel Jones. Uh, he hurt his neck in the game against the Dolphins on Sunday. Left the game early. Uh, the status is to be determined yet, but there is a little bit of optimism that he might be available this week. Wait, there's optimism yeah. that he might be available? <laughs> I thought there was to be optimism that he might be unavailable. Okay. Yeah, well, if you, if you recall, he did have a pretty bad neck injury, I think it was two years ago. Um, well, of course, I hope he's all right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we, we don't want to cheer for injury like some other... Like um, some other people. ...that we've played with in the past. Yes. But, um, yeah, two-week term there. I mean, Rod Taylor, him in, and, you know, the Giants still didn't really do anything, so I don't know that it really... That's a little surprising, don't you think? Like Tyrod Taylor's been pretty pretty solid for the most point part when he plays, but maybe I'm just fondly remembering like his Browns time or something like that. But like he's been pretty solid he's back serviceable, But I mean, yeah, NFL like fantasy wise, I don't think you really want to be probably not putting him in a lineup, but uh, I well, Darren Waller did have his best game of the year, and that, I don't know how much of that came from Taylor versus Daniel Jones, but I don't know. Maybe that is uh, part of the reason there. So, um, but yeah, the, those are the major injuries, uh, or the, the longer term injuries, I should say. Um, there were a few guys with concussions this week that are going to be in question for uh, Week Six. I talked about Roshan Johnson. We also had Tank Dell, Wandale Robinson, Juju Smith-Schuster, and Dalton Kincaid also uh, get diagnosed with concussions. So, you know, typically these guys will miss a game after a concussion, but it does vary. So just got to monitor the status for the stuff that we need there. Uh, also, let's talk about a couple guys that came back from injury for their debuts this week. Uh, let, let's start with Jonathan Taylor. So... He was activated off IR or the pup list. Uh, also got his contract extension, three years, $42 million, which I was, I don't know about you guys, but I was pretty surprised that that deal came like right away after activating him. Yeah, they probably feel real dumb with what Zach Moss has done the last two weeks too. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Moss did go off this week, uh, 150 yards or so, I think, in a touchdown. Looked uh, good last week. Yeah, he looked good last two weeks, you're right. Um, yeah, they they baby Taylor back in. I think he only played like ten snaps. He's been, you know, probably going to take a couple weeks to ease him back in. It seems like, and you know, there's no rush if Moss is playing well still too. So, um, Ryan, I know you're not a big Taylor fan, but you know, I think the opportunity is there for the taking for Taylor once they get him up to speed. They paid him now. They're going to use him. I yeah, mean, Zach Moss is probably relegated to like a trade chip at this point for them, but. Seems kind of dumb on their part. Like, happy the running backs are getting their money, I guess. But, like, man, the fact that Zach Moss was, like, a nobody and could just show up and do that kind of makes you understand the other end of things, too, at the same time. You know, like, it's just odd. That's all. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I don't know why. Like, they, what was the point? Like, <laughs> why didn't the Colts just pay him in the offseason? Like, why did why wait a month and a half to just give him what he wanted in the first place? Was you know I feel like that they didn't even have to you know meet in the middle of the like that was pretty much what he was looking for three years. Especially when your running game years. wasn't missing a like a beat. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That was that was surprising to me to think it. 
like good for him. Like he deserves money, but like, yeah, that was surprising. The Colts did that based on their stances that they had. Uh, then also Cooper Cup made his debut this week and uh, looked like he picked up wherever he left off uh, with Stafford. I uh, think he had eight catches over 100 yards, 118 yards. Um, well, I think like 12 targets. How many targets did he have? Um, yeah, 12 targets. So uh, I think I don't know if you guys watched any of that game. But the first drive, I think he had six six of his 12 targets on the first drive. He had like five catches for 50 yards right off the bat. So. Uh, Stafford wasted no time getting him back into the swing of things there. Um, but also, uh, Puka still held his own there. I, I mean, I think he had seven for 70 and a touchdown on 11 targets. So it looks like it's really, you know, Cooper Cup and Puka Nakua for targets and everybody else is left fighting for scraps there. Yeah. And, um, all, a few hours ago, I did just see also the Rams traded uh, Van Jefferson to the Falcons. So, for just a bag of cookies or what? Yeah, I mean, I mean it was a tw- Van Jefferson in a twenty twenty five uh, seventh for a twenty twenty five sixth. Wow, so, a bag of cookies. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> that's an interesting Jeez. one. Yeah, um, I mean it with. I think Van Jefferson only played like two snaps this week. I mean, Tutu Atwell held the third receiver roll down. Um, and so basically Van Jefferson was out of that. So. Wow. Yeah. Bad at football. Maybe that'll help uh, open things up for Desmond Ritter in Atlanta. No? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. Sure, Jamie. Sure. Uh, he did. Uh, Ritter did. To his credit, uh, on my bench, he had over 300 yards and a couple touchdowns this week. So, yeah, bench points. Yeah, what'd you bench him for? I only started one quarterback. Oh wow, wow! And you decided to do put it up this week, huh? Yeah, yeah, and yeah, we'll get it. We'll get into it more. But yeah, I made I made a bad decision there. That's <laughs> probably the decision I would have made the way he's looked. But jeez. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so that those are the injuries and news for the week. Uh, one goose egg club member this week, Hunter Henry. Uh, you know, he's looking like a pretty reliable tight end option and then came out with goose egg. Anybody who started him this week. Uh, let's get into our trade of the week in our, in our Dynasty on the Lake League here. Joe, I know you were involved in this trade, and uh, this trade was with Laura, and I know she wanted to join uh, to discuss this trade and kind of defend her stance on it. Unfortunately, we weren't able to do it on a day she, a day this week that she was able to, so uh, she won't be able to defend it today, but maybe if we have her on in a future episode, we can, go, we can circle back on this trade discussion here, this, this topic at least. But uh, Joe, tell us what the trade was. Uh, she originally, I think, sent me an offer for uh, golf, and she, I don't remember what the original offer even started at. Like, I think it was a uh, a second, and Jordan Addison, and I really wanted to try to get the first out of her, just because you know, in a fourteen team league, would rather try to get the you know move up and get a first or what have you. And seeing as uh, super flex, you know, quarterbacks come at a premium, so I'm like, I don't know. I really wasn't like looking to move golf as it was. 
but we ended up making a deal where I gave her a goth and a bag of chips, a.k.a. Juju Smith-Schuster, for her first and Jordan Addison. I couldn't say no to that offer. That's fair. Scooping up, yeah, scooping up. I mean, you know, top rookie wide receiver and a first round pick. Okay. Can we start three quarterbacks in this league? <laughs> oh, well, I guess we can't. Get your thoughts out, Ryan, if that's what you're trying to do. No, I decide. You know, I I think we were talking about it before we started. I you're you're probably right. She's not going to see the implications of this trade necessarily right away. Although, you know, with uh, Justin Jefferson being out. Like Jordan Addison probably could slot in as a reliable wide receiver too for her, but uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, you can't predict the injury. Yeah, but he even before then he looked good. I mean, he looked good. Kirk Cousins is, was get you know had enough offense to go around for those guys. So yeah, she's gonna see it next year when you know she doesn't have a first round pick and. Jordan Addison is potentially a bona fide wide receiver one or whatever comes out from that, you know, high, high end wide receiver two with wide receiver one potential. And uh, I think it was a pretty bad trade, to be honest with you. I don't think it's the worst thing trade in the world, but I think she overpaid. I mean, she could have went and got any other quarterback for probably a little bit more of a reasonable price there, but good for you, Joe. You saw, you saw, you know, at least we know that you'll take advantage of, of uh, you know, anyone that comes your way, good to know. You're a good, you're a good guy, dude. Good guy. She's new to <laughs> Dynasty. What you, what you do? You just shysted her the moment you could. If she would, have... hey, oh, go ahead. If she would have left it as that original offer of a second and Jordan Addison, I probably wouldn't have taken her. Or at least would have waited longer to see how the season played out. But I felt like once I see that first round pick in Addison, like yeah, I'll take it. Whatever. Like I don't feel strong about my team anyways, so. But I was willing to like wait and see how you know the season shakes out more with the second round pick there instead of the first. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask you if you would have done it if she left it as Addison in the second. So you would have waited that, which would make sense. I mean, I feel like Addison and the second was probably pretty fair. Probably more fair value, yeah. Yeah. Um, but you know, you weren't sure if you wanted to necessarily go down the rebuild route yet so that's why i took the first for you to do it right now i get that from your perspective um yeah I, I agree i think it's i think it is an overpay um but yeah it's not it's not going to necessarily impact her team too much this year i mean i think you know a contending team going from jordan love to jerry goff makes you know the quarterback a little uh situation a little more reliable i, I mean i think Jordan Love's a little bit inconsistent. I don't know that I necessarily trust him week in, week out like I would with Goff. Um, but yeah, I feel like, you know, I, I, I am a big Addison fan too. And I think eventually, you know, and that might be accelerating now with the Jefferson injury that happened after the trade. But, um, you know, Addison eventually will be good. I feel like he can be, you know, top 15 ish receiver at his peak probably. So, um, you know, she, she might, you know, regret it a year from now, but um, it's not the, it's not the worst trade I've seen. But it, I agree with you guys that it was an overpay. And I think looking at the league too, with that second round pick, I wasn't ready just to say like, yeah, let's shut it down and rebuild it. Just because no matter what I do, 
I'm not catching Ozzy. So, you, you know, I know I'm not getting 1.01 by any, any stretch. Like there's no catching Ozzy's team. Yeah. But like we do have high potential points here for the top draft picks and he's got about a hundred points on Matt Wilson for a hundred points less than Matt Wilson for the top pick right now for potential points. So um, it's going to be hard to catch him. His team, you know, yeah, he's, he doesn't have a lot of guys contributing right now. I just, so, no, but I don't, I think he's, Almost at the point where you can guarantee he's going to have 1.01. Uh, yeah, you guys have any other thoughts on the trade? Would Brad, love to you, hear. What? You had some other trade topic you wanted to mention. You oh, no, I was just – I was I was fielding uh, a trade as as we were talking before. I was still getting the notifications in my email. Um, and, uh, it's from, uh, uh, the owner, uh, Dylan, you son of a bitch, uh, who is Mr. Lombardi and he just offered me Alvin Kamara and a 2024 second for Keenan Allen and a 2024 third. Um, I just don't think I want to help his team out. He's got a really good team and I don't really want to make him that much better. That's, that's a lot more fair than what he offered me initially, to be quite honest. And that that's intriguing, but uh, I don't really want to make his team better. I'll kind of like it sounds mean, but I want his team so good. Like I want him to squirm a little bit and only have you know two wide receivers to start. But probably likely not going to accept this. But it's it's pretty close. The second is Big Cock Brock, Kevin's team, who's like a bottom five team. But the third is Matt Wilson's pick, and that's he's a bottom three team easy. So I mean it's it's close. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty fair. But... Yeah. Yeah, but I, do I wanna do I wanna make his team better? I mean, if he's willing to make your team better. I don't know that my team's – I mean, I'm not even sold that my team's going to be competing this year with the Tony injury at this point. So, yeah, you know, do I really want to take on an old-ass running back? I mean, I'll probably just look to I shop. mean, you're get, unloading an old receiver too. So it's not like you're giving up. Yeah, but I'm going to look to sell Keenan Allen to – Maybe or, I'll just look to sell Keenan Allen to him straight up for something like, you know, picks. And I guess he probably doesn't have a young player on his team. But Yeah, I don't know, but uh, – no, I'll probably look to shop Keenan Allen around if I if I end up like not being uber competitive. Maybe Laurel give me four first round picks for him. <laughs> well, nobody. Hey, you has, don't know unless you try. Nobody has four first round picks because we only do two years in advance. But <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. The value of four first round picks. I mean, he That's is like right. the after his buy, he's still like the sixth, like the top six wide receiver in the league. So. Some uh, whoever wants Keenan Allen, make me an offer. Two first round picks, he can be yours. You would take for the low, low price. price. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it depends on where the first round pick was. I don't know. I don't know that I'd automatically take one first round pick. Maybe I want a first and a second. He's got value. Also, to be fair, if whoever's buying him is sniping him from potentially another person getting him, which would be you know beneficial to them alone. Mm-hmm. So a little bit of an overpay stops mm-hmm. you from me dealing him to. A top three team. Mm-hmm. That's fair. All right. Um, 
Yeah, any other trade discussions you guys want to talk about? Nah. Yeah, I'm sure I'm going to be in the trade market with my team sometimes. Mm -hmm. I just I need to wait a couple of weeks and see which way I want to go, though. Do I want to try to go this year or not yet? So it, it's tempting to just go that way now, but yeah, I think I need to give it a couple more weeks. But that that's the fun of Dynasty, just kind of, you know, deciding which direction you want to go and then just going. It's like staying in the middle like we've talked about before. That's just the worst spot to be. You just need to, you know, make your move for the year to contend or, you know, trade your appreciating value for future assets, uh, you know, build for the next year and beyond. But, all right, uh, let's get into our recaps for matchups this week. Um, which one of you guys want to start with your matchup here? I'll start with my awesome matchup. I think we all lost this week, didn't we? Uh, I did. I got I got obliterated. Yeah. yeah, okay. Yeah, go ahead, Joe. I faced uh, Scott's team, Ferocious Love. And Scott's team, he, he went so heavy on the rookies. And, boy, did they all pretty much have a good week. Uh, he rolled out Burrow, who finally showed up, 30.88. So he had a monster game. Hopefully, that, hopefully he's recovered from that injury. But, I mean – or it could have just been a fluke game. Who knows? But that was a monster game. Uh, Daniel Jones obviously got hurt, and it's Daniel Jones. Uh, four points. Devon H. Shine with uh, another monster game, 24.5. ETN had a great game, almost 39.4 points. Jaleel McLaughlin, uh, 17.9. Dotson had a quiet game. Rondell Moore had a quiet game. Sam Laporta doing Sam Laporta things with uh, just about 22 points. And Luke Musgrave had almost 14 points. So he put up 169 points. And wildly enough, there was two people he could have started on his bench that would have outscored two players. Uh, Tajay Spears with 17 points and KJ Osborne. Uh, my uh, stinker this week, Garoppolo didn't have a great game, 11 points. Dak looked terrible, got benched in the fourth quarter. 4.8, uh, double goose egg here from uh, Melvin Gordon and Javante Williams. But I don't think Javante played, right? Right, he was ruled out. Yeah, I checked, like, the last I checked was, like, at 11 or something like that on Sunday morning, and it still said he was questionable. So um, it's not like I had other options anyways. <laughs> like, yeah. I could have started Damian Harris for one point, so woo. Yeah. But that's pretty much my <laughs> running back issue. Uh, Jordan Addison had a great game, 18.4. So that was kind of – felt good to see right after that trade was made. Uh, A.J. Brown, 21.7 points. Dubs had a real down week, 1.4. Say Flowers looked okay with 12.3. And a uh, decent showing for Mark Andrews with 17 points. Yeah, I only scored 86 points. It was a real bad week for me. I mean, I guess on my bench, you know, Tank Dell, I could have started him. Got 8.6. Damian Harris obviously mentioned. And Adam Trotman had a big week with uh, 15.5 points. Yeah, I mean, it didn't matter yeah. who you started, though. So you were not, you were not beating Scott this week with his breakout week from all of his guys there. No, I got, I, I got obliterated. Yeah, Burrow finally looked like himself again this week. Um, you know, Jamar Chase too. I mean, went off, but uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, H N E T N, 
Laporta and all that in big games. Yeah, it was gonna be hard to beat him for anything this week. So it was uh, a slaughter. Yeah, and congrats to him on his first win of the season, I believe, as well. All right. A lot of uh, young. That looks looks good for him. That's. I mean, his team looked good, especially this week. Like, good for him. Yeah, he, he's got some young pieces. Um, you know, it'll be interesting to see it all come together here. But you know, he's got some building blocks for sure on that team. All right, Ryan. Let's talk about uh, your unfortunate loss this week. Well, I played probably one of the best teams in the league. In. Uh... Next team this week, I lost by 50-plus points. Uh, Trevor Lawrence did pretty much – he's been kind of pedestrian. I mean, he did okay. Uh, he had 315 passing yards and a touchdown. He also lost a fumble, some rushing yards, but he's just not doing what I would have expected him to do in a six-point-for-passing touchdown league for where I drafted him. Uh, Tony got injured. Uh, after throwing, after looking really good, as usual, uh, except this time he only had about four fantasy points for me versus eighteen last time when he went out before the half. Um, AJ Dillon had probably his best game of the week. Uh, not necessarily the best uh yards per carry, but he had seventy six rushing yards with a touchdown. You'll take that from him. Um, in a spot start for Aaron Jones like that. Uh, Madison. Uh, is back to doing Madison type things after looking decent for the last two weeks. Uh, instead, he had 26 rushing yards and a couple receptions for 20 yards. He did save his day with a receiving touchdown. Um, and then I started Jalen Warren, who looks like the best uh, running back on that team. Uh, so he had 40 rushing yards and, and three receptions for 39 yards. Um, and was kind of forced to start him due to, to buys um, that I had this week. Um, I started Nico Collins, Calvin Ridley, and Devonta Smith. Um, Nico Collins, kind of a down down day, especially for um, as much as it looked like CJ Stroud was going to have to, to throw uh, playing that Falcons team. Um, he only had 39 receiving yards. Calvin Ridley, the lone bright spot, well, the second lone bright spot on my team this week. Uh, he had 122 receiving yards on seven receptions. I'll take that. He got a couple rushing opportunities. Um, and then Devonta Smith, one reception for six yards. Uh, that'll kill you. But uh, George Kittle came to life. Three receiving touchdowns on essentially four targets and three catches. So probably not sustainable. Anybody who wants him, I'll sell him at a great price to you. Great market. Uh, Not sustainable, but he's for sale. <laughs> at least get you two touchdowns a two touchdowns a week, probably. But uh yeah. Uh basically George Kittle and uh Calvin Ridley, the only thing I want to talk about on my team this week. You couldn't even uh, enjoy the Kittle touchdowns either because it was Sunday night and you already knew. Didn't matter. Yeah. Didn't matter. I'm just like, yeah. okay, sweet. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I did play against Josh Allen and Kirk Cousins, which is pretty much enough said. Those guys did did. I mean, Josh Allen crushed it. Kirk Cousins still um, manages to pretty much just make it look seamless to basically put up three hundred yards and and his two passing touchdowns. 
Um, yeah, he started Alvin Kamara, Joe Mixon, Raheem Mostert, and DeAndre Swift. Um, Alvin Kamara continues to look uh, pretty good coming back from suspension. Um, you know, he had a rushing touchdown. He was involved in uh, both the passing game and the, and the running game. Joe Mixon uh, looks pretty pedestrian, but he's getting the opportunities. I mean, he has almost 30 touches. Uh, he did carry the ball 25 times for 81 yards, which leaves a little bit to be desired, but four receptions for 13 yards, so he's getting the touches over there. Raheem Mostert, uh, a guy who I'm excited for because I own him in another dynasty league, but uh, uh, he looked good. He's still getting, he's at, he's had six and a half yards per clip. Uh, another rushing touchdown, a couple receptions. Um, I would imagine his workload's only going to increase with HN being out, so I'm sure this is only going to help next team. Um, and DeAndre Swift, uh, okay game. He had six receptions. I didn't see how many targets he had, but he had six receptions on six targets for 38 yards. And then he had 70 to go along with that. He had 70 rushing yards. So he's still involved and he looks pretty good. Um, probably what you were hoping from him, the amount of times you've owned him, Joe, but, uh, it's only taken taken all four years. Yeah. He's finally doing it. Uh, Devontae Adams, kind of a quiet night four for 45. I know I was watching a certain show today on uh, YouTube and uh, they interviewed uh, Aaron Rodgers, and Aaron Rodgers was explaining that uh, they just don't want to use Devontae Adams, that he should be doing better than he is. So um, four receptions, 45 yards, I think you want a little more out of him than that. And then, of course, DeAndre Hopkins, who seems like he's 95 years old, who doesn't ever seem to go away. He has eight catches for 140, 140 yards, because, of course, he could. Brian Tannehill can barely throw for 140 yards, but, of course... <laughs> they all go to him <laughs> went to DeAndre Hopkins so DeAndre Hopkins looked good there and then finally Darren Waller who we've already mentioned had one of his best games of the season likely because Daniel Jones wasn't throwing him the ball I don't know that for sure but if I take a wild guess that would be what I would deduce from that Um, and yeah so I got crushed 177 to 121 yeah yeah rough, rough week uh you know, I think all three of us are in like a somber mood going through these results based on the results we had. And uh, yeah, I mean, you and Joe at least went up against teams that had a really good week. I mean, 170 plus points each. So, uh, you know, those are always going to be tough matchups to win no matter what. Uh, give me the mind matchup here. Well, there's one mention, one bench mentionable, I think, on uh, Nick's team. Kyle Pitts sighting. Oh yeah, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, First time we had like a game, season yeah. and a half. Eleven targets. Uh, you know, he uh, yeah, I think twenty targets, twenty-one targets. The first four games combined, gets eleven targets this game. So that's good to see. Don't know if it'll continue, but at least it's hey, he's still got a pulse. It's something, yeah. <laughs> Jamal Smith still leads the Falcons in receiving, but we don't talk about that part. <laughs> like stay like that for a couple more weeks, yeah. Yeah, Johnny Smith, I think, had a decent game as well this week. All right, uh, my team here. I suffered another loss in a game I could and could have and probably should have won. 
Uh, 89 points only for me going up against Allen, who put up 119. Uh, yeah, quarterback. I mentioned I benched Desmond Ritter in his 30, uh, 31 points this week for Mac Jones. Negative 2.6. <laughs> he followed this up uh, after last week's 0.2 point performance against the Cowboys. Uh, I think he yeah, benched the wrong quarterback. I definitely did. If I would have started Ritter, I would have won. Um, I would have done better if I started the back of cookies the Rams got in the Van Jefferson trade. But, I mean, this was. Uh, man, I, I, you know, I thought Mac would play better in a better matchup here against the Saints than, you know, against the Cowboys. He had the week before, but obviously I know nothing and I was wrong. So, (laughs) (laughs) I mean, with bad quarterbacks, you just never know what you're going to get. I mean, I think I'm going to be forced to start both quarterbacks now with Jefferson Hurd moving forward. So I guess maybe that takes the guesswork out of it, but it's still not a great position when you're starting Mac Jones and Desmond Ritter. So, Uh, but anyways, I, I went with, Cleo Herbert, Brian Robinson. Herbert was on his way to a great game, but then he got hurt, as we talked about earlier. Uh, Brian Robinson. Uh, the same game, the commanders were down a lot. Uh, negative game strips, scripts don't really favor Brian Robinson, so um, he didn't do much. And I don't think Washington ran the ball once in the second half of that game either. So, uh, you know. Being down by a ton really hurt Robinson in this one. Uh, Brandon Ayuk, uh, four for 58 in this game. Could have been a lot better. He had like a 50-yard uh, catch called back to the holding penalty, which would have put him over 100 yards. But a pretty pedestrian game otherwise. You know, Jefferson, we talked about uh, getting hurt. Only had three for 28 at the time he got hurt. Uh, Puka Nakua still had a big game, even though Cooper Cup came back. Um, so yeah, that's good to see at least that he can continue, or it seems like he can continue putting up numbers, even with Cup in the lineup. Uh, Jalen Waddle finally had a touchdown at least, but still low receiving numbers, only 5 to 35. Starting to get a little concerned about his slow start of the year, but, uh. That was know. my question that I was going to ask you, like, at this point, like, he's... He, I mean, he's got 70, uh, the games that he's played, he's played in four of them. He's got 78 yards, 86 yards, 46 yards, and 35 yards. Just got his first touchdown. His targets are five, six, five, and 10. I mean, but his catches are only like four, 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 and five. Like, are you guys starting to get a, like, maybe you'd be okay with these numbers if it was in like a pedestrian offense, but like for as good as their offense is, like, is it just all Tyree kill mixed in with the running backs? Like does nobody else get to like, like what is going on with Waddle? Yeah. I'm not really sure what's going on with him. It was good to see the volume, at least 10 targets this week. Granted, he didn't make the most of it only five for 35, but yeah, I, I don't know what it is. I mean, a couple more weeks of this and it'll be even more concerning, obviously, but I mean, four games is a smallish sample. So um, you know, we'll see if they try to get him involved more. I mean, you know, I, you would think teams are paying more attention to Tyree Kill every week anyways, but he's still going off. Um, you know, I, maybe the emergence of the running game this year, too, being so good is taking away from, you know, some opportunities that he would have otherwise had as well. Like, so I, I don't know. The running game could be a part of it, uh, how good it's been, so. 
Yeah. Definitely keeping my eye on it going forward. Uh, pay a little more closer attention and see how they're using them and, you know, what's really going on with their offense. Who's Tua who's two throwing all his touchdowns to? Tyreek. 11 on the year. Tyreek and running backs. Yeah. Tyreek and running backs. Adrian have a few each, yeah. Yeah, I mean, they had one game of four each, so. Yeah. Like, yeah, that was well, fine. You don't know if those some were rushing, yeah. Though, I yeah. think maybe three or four of those were receiving, though, at least, between the two of them. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, then, well, that was Waddle, and then, oh, uh, Christian Watson. Uh, better game. You know, he's kind of getting these back in yet. I think he was close to uh, – Full go last night on Monday Night Football. Three catches only, but 91 yards. That's kind of what you're going to see with Watson is lower receptions, but higher yardage. So, um, you know, good to, see, good to see him make a big play down the field there. Would have been a touchdown if he didn't get horse collar tackled uh, from the back yeah. there. But that, yeah. uh, other, otherwise, yeah. Um, that, that, oh, PJ Hawkinson, um, 5 for 51, you know. Average game for a tight end, nothing too big, but uh, he had a couple big drops. He did. He did leave the game at one point late in the game too for a drive or so, but he came back in, so I think he's fine health wise. But um, yeah, he should see some more volume too with Jefferson missing some time here. So uh, one potential silver lining, I guess, for me in losing Jefferson there. So. Uh, yeah, that was my performance against Allen, who had Derek Carr and Lamar Jackson. Uh, Lamar had a bad game against the Steelers, uh, only eight fantasy points. Uh, he had a couple turnovers in that game as well, lost a fumble through a pick, no touchdowns for him. Derek Carr, uh, you know, didn't have to do much in their blowout. I think 34 nothing win over the Patriots. So average QB game, 18 fantasy points there. Uh, Zeke and Jonathan Taylor were his running backs, uh, neither who did much of anything. Uh, Brandon Cooks also did not do much of anything. He's had a very, very slow start to the year as well. Uh, you know, I, I don't know about you guys, but I thought Cooks would really be more involved in the offense here for Dallas. But, I mean, he's got nine catches for 73 yards and four games played. I think he missed the game week two, but uh, – yeah, that I mean that's pretty concerning for Coach, I'd say. That whole offense is confusing. Yeah, they've had some weird games. Like I think three or four of the games they've been in were blowouts, and the only one with a normal game, normal-ish game script was the game against the Cardinals where they lost. But yeah, it's it's been a weird start for the Cowboys in general this year, like all around. Uh, Stephon Diggs had a big game here, 120 yards and a touchdown. Pickens, uh, pretty much the same line there, 130 yards and a touchdown. Let's go, let's go, Pickens, dude. Looking like the stud we all knew he was. Yeah, I wouldn't go that far. Oh, okay. Well, he's getting separation. That was like, I know, I think one thing most people said, they don't know if he could get the separation. And he's yeah, getting he's separation. Done he's done better at it. Yeah, for sure. But I mean, consistency is going to be a thing. Then I mean, what if I told you George Pickens is a wide receiver? What on the year? I think he's twelve. I, I looked it up earlier. He is twelve. Yep. Yeah. 
There were a couple big games. Make him a wide receiver one on the year. Man. I mean, do you really think he's going to stay there? Top 12 for the year? I mean, not with Kenny Pickett throwing him the ball, dude. I could cut my arm off and throw a better football than that guy can, but... (laughs) Can we touch that? (laughs) Uh, I mean, Deontay Johnson should be back week seven. The reports are they have a bye week six. Um, So we'll see if that impacts some of his targets here moving forward, too, though. Um, Because he's been out since week one. I think he left week one, like, halfway through the game, so... I mean that'll just open up more, more of the field for him, for him to operate in. Pickens. Is that, that what happened last year? <laughs> well, he was still learning last year. Okay. We we might see some more lines like he had week four, uh, three for twenty five on seven targets. Or we might or see more lines maybe. like he had in week two, ten targets and he had one hundred twenty seven yards and a touchdown. We'll see where he's at at the end of the year, dude. If he's a, if he's a wide receiver one at the end of the year, never going to hear the end of it. I'll admit, <laughs> if he's a wide receiver one, I'll admit I was wrong on him. <laughs> that could technically be finishing his 14 then in our league. Sure, I'll give you the 14. That's fine. All right. Uh, then, yeah, that, that was my matchup there. Allen put up 120 points, but, yeah, lost by 31. Ritter had 31. Mac had negative two. So that was the difference there. That caused me you know, any chance at a win. I did have Drake London on my bench, who's looked a little better lately. Um, you know, he had a good, a solid week, six for 78, with Ritter looking good. But, um, you know, even Josh Reynolds on the bench, four for 76 and a touchdown uh, with Noah Monroe, St. Brown. I was, I was close to trying to find a way to fit him in there, but I just couldn't do it um, in my lineup this week. But nonetheless, uh, Joe, you want to take one of these other matchups to go over? Sure. Let's start off with the uh, the real interesting one here between Oscar and uh, Kudla's team, I think, Cleveland Steamers. Uh-huh. So uh, Oscar, it was not a close game. It was 38 and a half points to uh, 112.85. Now, if Oscar would have actually put players out there, he had a chance of winning this game. So he started Geno Smith, who I believe is on a bye. Yep. Uh, Tua with a 23.42 points. Najee Harris uh, with five points. Ramondre did nothing. Two points. Amari Cooper on a bye. Mike Evans on a bye. MVS, 2.2 points. Tyler Higby, five and a half. Najoku on a bye. Uh, On his bench, he could have put in his lineup. David Montgomery, who had uh, 24 points. Zach Moss. With a monster game of 36 and a half. And I mean, he had other players there too, like Conklin, 13.7. And these are people that I would honestly have assumed that, I don't know if he was paying attention, he wouldn't put in. Kudla uh, started Trey Lance at quarterback. So he got zero points there. He almost got points. I thought they were going to put him in at the end of that game. Well, uh, but, uh, Super Rush is the backup right now. I know, but I thought they were just, I thought they were just putting him in this, get some, some reps, but. Uh, he had quarterbacks on buys, and so he just put out Trey Lance, hoping for, I don't know, something, I guess. Uh, Chris Evans, who didn't see the ball. Eric Gray, uh, 4.4 points. 
Odell with 3.3. And I think he got hurt again in that game, didn't he? Uh, I didn't see that, if he did. Okay. Uh, Marquise Brown had 16 points. Josh Downs had 15.7. Marvin Mims with a whopping minus 0.6. Uh, DJ Moore, who went absolutely off on Thursday Night Football with 55 points, who pretty much carried Ford him to this win. That's all I needed yep. to win this week. <laughs> yep. And uh, Cole Komet had a nice game with 19 points. Pretty much started his most optimal lineup. But, yeah, there's definitely some issues there with Oscar's team and not putting in available players. Yeah, I mean, you can't just not – he didn't set a lineup. I don't know what – he didn't really provide a reason. You know, I did talk to him about it. He's going to make sure it doesn't happen again. But, I mean, it, if this becomes a pattern, it's going to be an issue. It's going to be hard to stay in the league. If you're not setting your lineup because that's, you know, obviously – just bad for everything more so. Yeah, because I mean, I mean, we go off points, you know, points to- possible or whatever for the draft picks, but I'm pretty sure we still go off of record and then points for playoff yeah. seating and such, right? Yeah, but I mean, if you give a team a free win, and Oscar could have won this game if he set the whole lineup, you know, with Montgomery and Moss on the bench, if he picks the right other couple guys to fill it out. Um, yeah, they, the record still decides, you know, the playoff teams. So, you know, it gives the opponent a free win, basically. So, yeah, and I'm sure you weren't looking forward to covering this one since obviously this is a, you know, an issue. But, you know, I know it's his first time playing Dynasty and it's his, this is his first issue with this. So I was curious on what you did and what was discussed. Yeah, I just, I just said, hey, man, you got, you have to set your lineup. There's no excuses to not set a lineup, basically. So, um, yeah, well, I'll be monitoring that closely now. I didn't realize it until. I think late Sunday night, somebody mentioned something to me, so. Ryan, because Ryan and I met, saw it. <laughs> no, it was, Scott mentioned it to me before you guys did, so. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. All right, Ryan, you well, can pick one of the remaining ones here. I'm going to take uh, down Pat and uh, versus Matt Wilson. So Pat versus Matt. Uh, Pat won this one pretty handedly, 171 to 127. Uh, Pat started Patrick Mahomes and Russell Wilson. Uh, Mahomes, you know, threw for 281 yards and a couple touchdowns. Still still would like to see more from uh, Patrick Mahomes. I have him in another league, uh, and he just hasn't looked like he's had to do it. En- Not that it's on him, but he just hasn't had to do enough. Uh, their defense is playing better. But, uh, you know, you'll take like that. The, they like to run the ball now, too, it looks like. Yeah, like they're definitely making more, more effort yeah. to uh, run it. Yeah, yeah I don't like it. I don't like it, but uh, <laughs> Russell Wilson, uh, two hundred passing yards, two passing touchdowns. He gets his looks like he's been running the ball more than I've ever really seen him run the ball. I mean, he's getting forty. It seems like he's getting forty to sixty rushing yards every game. He did lose a fumble. Uh, he did have to start Chuba Hubbard, who uh, had thirty five rushing yards and just a single reception for uh, uh, zero yards. Um, you did start Tony Pollard. Pollard, I would imagine, probably had one his probably worst game of the year as of yet. You know, eight eight uh rushing attempts for twenty nine yards, four catches for thirty five yards, kind of saved him there. He also lost a fumble. Um, but then Pat did start Tyree Kill, who is going to probably have twenty five hundred, three thousand receiving yards by the end of the year. 
Uh, he again had, uh, you know, eight receptions for 181 yards and a receiving touchdown. I think you can just go ahead and if you're into betting, just bet Tyree Kill to have two plus, you know, receiving touchdowns every week. And you're you're going to hit on it. Like, just put $100 on it because he's like, well, he's going to at least have one. That, that would be one for minus 500. What? <laughs> he only had two in one game this year. I mean, dude, this guy's guaranteed a touchdown every year. Or uh, not every year, every, every week. week. Yeah, it's got to be paying like minus three fifty. <laughs> like it's like it's the same with Christian McCaffrey. Both these guys are guaranteed. Yeah, yeah, it's like minus one fifty for them to score a touchdown each week, basically. So, just uh, he's gonna have a three touchdown game. I promise you that. I don't know when. I don't know, you know what week, but I'm putting Tyreek Hill three plus touchdowns every week. Put more yeah, on it. He's usually good for one of those games every year where he's got like two hundred yards and three touchdowns. Oh, I guess he already has a two hundred yard game this year with two touchdowns. But yeah, maybe, but... maybe I'll even put a bet out there for four touchdowns, four touchdown game if if it's even possible. But uh, started Jerry Judy. Uh, you know, six catches, fifty yards. Terry McLaurin four catches, forty nine yards. Adam Thielen. Uh, this guy won me a bet. Keep it. He won me a bet uh, on a same game parlay by catching the final pass of the game for a touchdown. I believe is what happened from uh, uh, Bryce Young. Uh, or not, maybe not the final pass of the game, but it was it was on fourth garbage. down. It was garbage time. Yeah. It was garbage time. It was on fourth down, and they they went for it instead of kicking field goal, and he caught it. So uh, he's looked really good. So he has eleven catches for one hundred seven yards and a receiving touchdown. Um, on 13 targets. I mean, man, what what a steal that was uh, from Pat uh, picking up Adam Thielen oh. as late as he did, I'm sure. Um, then, of course, he started Travis Kelsey, who, while he only had 67 yards, he still had a touchdown, and he also had 10 receptions. So that, in a point-and-a-half uh, tight end PPR league, uh, that's, that's pretty pretty freaking good. Um, then you have Matt Wilson's team. Kenny Pickett, nothing to talk about there. Matthew Stafford, you know, a couple passing touchdowns, 200 yards, whoop de doo uh, Dalvin Cook, I didn't even know he played anymore. He had six, six rushing attempts for 23 yards. Great. Uh, Damian Pierce, abysmal yards per carry. Tw- 20 rushing yards for six, like 20 rushes, rushing attempts for 66 yards. Get, get out of here, bro. Uh, Jamar Chase, the highlight, it probably, if I'm guessing Matt probably would have loved to see this, you know, week one, two, three, and four, but he'll take it 192, uh, 15 catches, by the way, for 192 receiving yards. There's your three receiving touchdowns. That, that was a bet to win right there. Um, did start a couple receivers on by, uh, yeah, or not receivers? Too, yeah. A couple guys, Tyler Lockett and uh, Noah Fant. Um, could have started Zay Jones. Uh, could have started some other guys on his bench there in tight end. We might have to sit these guys down and have like a come to Jesus moment where we, you know, start our lineups. But yeah, uh, I'll give him a bit more of a break because I know he was, I think, traveling back from sunning around Sunday. So okay. Um. I don't know that he would have yeah. beat that either way, but still. Have, yeah. So started Tyler Lockett. Tyler Lockett's on a bye. Jacoby Myers just uh, uh he looks pretty good actually, just on topic. But 
seven catches, 75 yards of receiving touchdown. And then Garrett Wilson threw receptions for 54 yards. And Noah Fant was sitting at home on the couch eating popcorn. So that is that matchup between Pat and Matt. Yeah, uh, Matt's still looking for his first win, I believe, as well. I think he's, what, 0 in New York 5? Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, obviously he's going to be looking towards next year at this point. And, yeah, Pat is 5-0. and um, and I believe we have one other 5-0 and team. I love that matchup here. We have Brad versus Ke- uh, Kevin. Uh, Brad had another big week with 175 points. Uh, led by Justin Fields, nearly getting 40 points from his big game on Thursday Night Football. Uh, Dallas Goddard finally had a big game here, 8 for 117, a touchdown uh, against the Rams on Sunday. Uh, Sam Howell, also in that Thursday Night game, I should say, had a big game, 30 points for him, basically. Uh, so it's a nice way to start your week with both quarterbacks playing Thursday night, and you have 70 points right off the bat. Uh, knowing you also have Christian McCaffrey going on Sunday, but granted, he only had 14 points this week, but, um, you know, that's basically the floor for McCaffrey. You're not going to see anything much lower than that at any point throughout the season. Um, Cooper Cup back in his lineup, you know, after missing the first four games, 23, 22.8 fantasy points there. Um, you know, not much else from his other guys, James Conner, Derek Henry. Tyler Boyd, Michael Thomas. Of course, Connor got hurt in that game, as we mentioned earlier. Uh, but yeah, he's at 5-0 and now, and Kevin falls to 1-4. and um, Outside of Brock Purdy, uh, who had 33 points, uh, nothing was good for Kevin's team here. CJ Stroud, uh, more of a floor game for him there, 16 points. Uh, but yeah, James Cook ended up with negative rushing yards, negative four, I believe. Um, Bijan Robinson, um, did okay. He had a touchdown, receiving touchdown. Uh, only 46 rushing yards, though, for him. Uh, and yeah, Miles Sanders, nothing. Jameson Williams, two catches, two yards. Hunter Henry, Gusey. Uh, Olave caught a touchdown, but otherwise, only two catches, 12 yards. Uh, for Olave, the last two weeks, three catches, 16 yards combined. So uh, I know Carr's been playing a little bit hurt, though, too. So that's probably. A big part of that. Uh, and Kyron Williams, uh, you know, the, the Rams were down that game mostly, so not as much running vo- rushing volume there for him. 13 rushes, 53 yards, but uh, only two catches for four yards. But, you know, he's the only running, but he's getting most, like 90% of the running back touches, so not too concerning for him. He's going to be volume, you know, dependent, basically. For the Rams, but uh, yeah, you guys have any, anything to add? Uh, anybody from either of their teams? Nah. Not a whole lot. Yeah. And then what matchup? Oh, Laura versus Ozzy is the last one. Uh, when do you guys want to take this? Oh, you run. Uh, sure. So Laura beat uh, Ozzy this week, which no offense to Ozzy, but that he does kind of seem like. Yeah, I don't even want to say it because I play him this week, so I'm not even going to jinx myself. Stay away from that. I'll say Ozzy is a lock at the 1.01. Yeah, we were just talking about it earlier, right? He's pretty much 
close to. He's not like yeah, but he's getting close to being able to call. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not gonna say it. I'm just not gonna say. It. You guys aren't gonna get me to say it. So, I'm not jinxing myself this week. I'm already done a running back. Uh, so Laura started uh, her newly acquired Jared Goff, which I'm sure she feels like a genius because he got her, you know, <laughs> 32 points off of three passing touchdowns and 236 passing yards. Also with a rushing touchdown. So Joe, you you fool, you you total fool, bad. Trade. I have so I have so much remorse. Uh, Jalen Hurts also did well this week, um, with three and three passing yards and a passing touchdown, seventy two rushing yards too long with rushing touchdown. Uh, she started Jacobs and Pacheco. Um, Jacobs has looked better and better. Pacheco is just kind of what we talked about. They seem to really want to run the ball over in Kansas City. Um, and then she started Gabe Davis, Christian Kirk, Rashid Shahid, and uh, Westbrook, who she just told me was actually really, really good. Or whatever she told me when we were talking the other day. So he had one reception for nine yards. Um, you know, the rest of them looked pretty decent. Rashid Shahid maybe gives you more to be desired. But, you know, Gabe Davis, Christian Kirk looked good. Dalton Schultz, I think, had his best game of the season. Yeah, by far. With seven receptions for 65 yards and a touchdown, he also had 10 targets. Uh, so I was going to try to deal her George Kittle, but I'm sure she now thinks that, you know, what's his name? His phone found the light and, and going to crush it. But uh, so she got a pretty good showing from her team. Uh, Ozzy started Bryce Young. Bryce Young looked better this week. Yeah, that's um, the best game of the year. Yeah. Uh, three passing touchdowns, about 250 passing yards, uh, two interceptions, though. Um, and maybe you'd like to see a little bit more uh, out of his rushing, but uh, Gus Edwards, uh, he she's he had 12 uh carries for 48 yards. Brees Hall had his big game, uh, best game of the year, uh, with uh, almost 200 rushing yards, 177 rushing touchdown, some receptions there. Um, and then he had to start Calvin Austin, the third, who got him a, a cool. Zero. Maybe you should have been in the goose egg club, but probably isn't worthy. Uh DJ Chark. Uh he looked okay at a receiving touchdown. Some catches there. Uh CD Lamb. Not doing CD Lamb things. He had four receptions for 49 yards. And Michael Pittman had five receptions for 52 yards. Uh Ozzy does seem to be starting a lot of tight ends, or at least multiple tight ends every week, if not, you know, three or four. So he did start Zach Ertz and Michael Mayer. Uh, who who did okay, you know, Michael Mayer, you still want to see a little bit more from, but he had two receptions for 39 yards, and, uh, you know, Zach Ertz saved his day kind of with a, with a receiving touchdown. Uh, nobody notable on Ozzy's bench, nobody notable on Laura's bench. Um, these two teams had a, just a hell of a, hell of a week. Uh, very interesting matchup here. Yeah, looking at Ozzy's bench here, like, that makes me feel more so that he is a lot, like, Look at all these zeros on the bench. Like possible points, he's not getting much more of what's in his lineup. I mean, get a couple guys on the bye, I guess. But yeah, I think Caleb Williams is probably Aussies for the taking. Yeah, well, I'll be making if he's interested in two first round picks for one point oh one. Both mine are top seven. Maybe I can get in the mix there. But, uh. That'll likely be my offseason strategy at least. But yeah, that, those are the matchups for the week here. Um, just kind of about standings recap. I mentioned we have Pat and Brad at 5 0. We have Nick, 
Uh, Matt Kudla and Laura at four and one. Ryan, you're currently the six seed at three and two, and I'm and Joe, you're three and two as well. But I am two and three. But that last spot is based on points. So right now, I would have that last playoff spot. Uh, not by much. I actually by twenty points. I think on Kevin, who's who would be next, even though he's one four there. So. Um, that's wild. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you're about 100, no, you're 90 or so points behind behind me for that spot as it stands currently. But uh, just a quick little standings recap there. Um, some surprises in the top 12 this week. I know we talked about some of these guys. Uh, you know, Desmond Ritter, QB6, Sam Howell, QB8, Bryce Young, QB9. Uh, I'm pretty sure we talked about all three of them, so... Don't need to go into much more detail there. Uh, running back, Zach Moss, RB2. Talked about his big game. Uh, Julian McLaughlin, RB8, without Javante Williams this week. And Tajay Spears, we didn't talk about him at all. He finishes RB9 on the week, actually. Um, you know, he's been involved pretty much as, like, the passing down, like, long down a distance, two-minute drill back for the Titans. Uh, I mean, Henry's still getting his rushes when the games are close. For the most part, but when they're down in games, it seems like uh, you know Spears is you know getting a lot more touches, and you know he's looked pretty good overall. But um, what are you guys thoughts on Tajay Spears? I mean, you think he could potentially be a lead back maybe next year if Henry's out of the picture? I I kind of expect him to. I mean, yeah, he's he's looked good. Um, you know, he had a good end-around run that he turned into uh, a touchdown this past week. It was a nice looking play for him. Um, but, um, you know, the more they've got him involved, uh, you know, the better he's looked. So, yeah, it's definitely in the mix for him. Um, I know when we had Scott on our podcast uh, a couple months back, I know he was he was very big on Tajay Spears, and, um, you know, how much he liked him and how good he thought he was. So I'm sure he's – he was excited with his performance at least this past week. Uh, we talked about DeAndre Hopkins, uh, big game at receiver. I don't. I mean, I, I kind of had to stretch here at receiver for any surprise top ball finishes. So that's Sorry. why I had DeAndre Hopkins listed there as wide receiver eight, uh, just more so based on the start he had of the year. And then Jacoby Myers at wide receiver twelve. We talked about his seven for seventy five. I think touchdown last night. Uh, Logan Thomas, uh, tight end four on the week. Uh, he had a huge night on Thursday night. Um, finished, I think, with eight catches, I want to say. He's looked better and better. Yeah, uh, he, he didn't miss a game. I think it was week three. Um, but, yeah, he had 11 targets this past week. He had nine catches for 77 yards to touchdown. Uh, yeah, he looked really good. So that's a, that's a huge game for a tight end premium league, the nine catches there. Um, you know, Definitely somebody I, you know, I'm redraft leagues, especially I'm, where I'm weak at tight end, looking to scoop him up off the waiver wire there. But um, yeah, it looks like he's getting some decent volume. And then other surprises Adam Troutman, tight end 11. Jonathan Smith might not even be a surprise anymore. He just, you know, he is what he is at tight end for the Falcons there, finishing his tight end 12 on the league. So he's just better than Kyle Pitts. Yeah. Well, Pitts, I think Pitts had the better game this week. Not by much. Uh, yeah, seven for eighty-seven for kids. John who had six for sixty-seven. So yeah, leading receiver. Oh, 
Johnny's. <laughs> Hard to get past that. Um, rookie talk here. So I know we talked about doing a rookie reminder redo. I think we're going to do that next week. Just didn't have uh, the time to really go into it today. So my couple could cut a couple segments out next week to be able to do that rookie draft meet redo for this year's class. So I am excited to kind of talk about some of these rookies in more detail on that episode. Uh, but for this week, top five rookies, Von Achan, again, the top rookie here uh, with his 151 rushing and a touchdown. Uh, Sam Laporta, only three catches this week, but two of those were touchdowns. So he finishes as the second rookie for the second uh, kind of the top five this year so far. Puka Nakua, a model of consistency here, his fourth time in five weeks being a top five rookie on his seven for 71 in the touch. Uh, Jordan Addison, uh, second time in the top five for him, six for 64 in the touchdown. And Jamil McLaughlin, back-to-back weeks, is a top five rookie here, uh, 68 rushing yards and then 21 receiving and a receiving touchdown. Uh, Year-to-date, Puka still at the top here. A-Chan behind him, though he will likely be falling uh, if he's going to miss a couple weeks here. Uh, and then Laporta, Bijan, and Tank Dell round out the top five. Any other rookie thoughts from you guys? No. I got, I got nothing. Nothing. Yeah, we'll get into the rookies a lot more next week, so that'll be fun. Brian, I don't think we captured any guarantees from you last week. Do you, have, do you have any you want to make for this upcoming week six? I'm winning in both Dynasty Leagues. And uh, Dynasty on the Lake. Who do you play in Dynasty on the Lake next week? Ozzy. Okay. Oh, you are guaranteeing it after debating earlier. Okay. Yep. And I'm guaranteeing a win in the Shiva. Who are you playing there? Uh, Somebody, uh, Ryan McKee. Oh, you're fucking taking layups here for the guarantees. <laughs> well, and I'll guarantee a Browns win this week. How about that? Against the Niners? Against the San Francisco 49ers. <laughs> you gonna, gonna, gonna put some money on the money line? I might. Our defense is gonna shut Purdy down. He's not that good. He's gonna make Dude. him look like a novice. I'm thinking about putting some sprinkling some money on Purdy to win MVP, to be honest with you. Oh wow. Oh wow. It's like plus a thousand or so right now, I think, for Purdy. He's like the fifth or sixth favorite. Like it's but uh um, I mean that Niners team looks like they're hard to beat, man. If they go like fifteen and two and you know, Purdy's playing like he's been playing, I think he has a chance to win MVP. I think the Browns defense is gonna they're gonna play we're gonna play better. I mean, yeah, they need to Well, I mean, I don't know, man. Deshaun Watson, they're still talking about he might not be ready to play this week and DTR had his learning curve. He's fine. <laughs> I, I think it's it's a bigger learning curve than you did. Better of the week is 400 passing yards out of DTR this week. Okay. You okay. can get that. Take it. Probably plus 2,000. Right. It's more than that. It's not going to be doing that. Against the <laughs> but. Uh, well, but yeah. We, started, we haven't had, it, had, had to add any guests to the 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 added to the list of the guests we can never have on the show. Thanks to Ryan. There's only Yeah, are there any other players you want to trash right now to add to the list? No, no. It, it's gotta come to me naturally. It's gotta come organically, yeah, that's better. Yeah. yeah. We, we don't need to go out of our way for for that. Just yeah, that's to recap not, that's... for the listeners. We have uh Daniel Jones, Najee Harris, Zach Wilson, 
Melvin Gordon and Kenny Pickett uh, as players, as guys who we could never have on the show. <laughs> well, I I think I've softened on Najee and Melvin Gordon. Really been given Daniel Jones and Kenny Pickett probably the most grief. Zach Wilson is too bad to even talk about. I think at this point, but yeah, I believe you said about twenty minutes ago you can cut off your arm and throw a better pass than Kenny Pickett. <laughs> <laughs> I did say that. <laughs> I didn't say my throwing arm though, so I he shouldn't get too offended. Fair. All right. Uh, you guys have anything else? That's it. Nah. Till next week. All right. That that's our show for today, guys. Thank you all for listening and we'll talk to you all next week.